What is up, Sound Flickers? Uh, Skywalker Mike here. You are now tuned into another episode of Sound Flick. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have you guys here again on another lovely episode of Shenanigans and Movies. Yes. And for 2021. You, and for you listening, um, if you didn't know, we're also uh, on YouTube if, if you want to catch the video version. For, for quite some time, we'll probably do that. We have previous ones if you want to catch that. But today we are going to get into some movie talk, yeah, some, yeah. some production talk for some upcoming shows. Uh, we're going to talk about some trailers and, you know, some other stuff in between, you know. And we'll end it off with our suggestions if if most of us have some. So we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, but yeah, how are you guys Doing well, doing well. <laughs> um, see, healthy. it's the new year, healthy, 2021, coronavirus-free, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. You know, everybody's safe and be and, and healthy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just excited for a year filled with new movies, new shows, ready to talk about all of them with my guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you already excited. know. New year of movies. And, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't be more excited i was just looking at the, all the movies coming out this year with uh Narik the other day and yeah pretty much every month like or you know at least once a month or like in a few months we're gonna be getting like just heavy hitters so yeah they've been, saving. they've been saving them they've been saving them so mm-hmm. now it's time to unleash <laughs> unleash the flutes unleash the kraken unleash everything that you could possibly unleash yeah. um I'm excited. Yeah, whether they hit the movie theaters or not, we will be covering a majority of them. So, yes, stay tuned yes. for we in the drive-in. Everything we got going on. Yeah, yeah, we in the drive-in. I hit a few in the drive-in last year, so that was fun. It was a cool new experience. I guess I did. I never used to do it as often, so it's it's a nice experience. Does the drive-in still have snacks? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're right actually like hot snacks, so or? you get the app on your phone. Okay. Yeah, no, well, they're like uh, full-on some, kitchens from the drive-ins I go to. Yeah, they're full-on kitchens. Um, like you, oh, you get, go to get, the expensive drive-in. You get there's only like two drive-ins. It's not even expensive. I mean, you got full <laughs> kitchens. Like get, I don't know like what's going solid, on over there. They you can buy like little snacks, like Twinkies. You can buy popcorn. Put it this way: when someone can go to like a fast food spot and buy all the food they want. Compared to like, if you go to the driving, they don't have anything. Like, you have to kind of compete with that by having bomb ass tacos, burritos, pizza. They have everything there. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. They should get a taco guy to pull up at some of these. That'd be fire. Or like a few of them. Bro, the Rubido one has pretty fire ass tacos. I mean, last time I went, it was pretty fire, but that's just me. <laughs> I always take my own snacks. So, yeah. That's me. I like to avoid the line. I just like to pull up and chill and start eating. So. That's it. me. What's your guys' go to? Um, uh, wait, hold on, real quick. What's your guys' go to drive-in snack? Random. Go to drive-in snack. Um, or food. Any type. I like going to Taco Bell. I don't know why Taco right. Bell is usually like. Hey. I like getting a pizza. I like getting a pizza. There's a pizza spot right next to the Van Buren one. I sometimes get pizza from there, and I'll go take it into the to the drive-in. So it's pretty cool. I don't remember the name of the spot, but yeah, it's I right f- there right there i feel like since you don't normally 
uh, take in food in like regular movie theaters, it's great to just like go to In-N-Out or go right, get yeah. pizza or just go get something to <laughs> eat. I saw people eating sushi in their car and I was like, oh, yeah. wow. That's cool. That's a cool little thing to bring into the, the drive-in. But that is that is pretty cool. They need more drive-ins, man. I was hoping that that uh, this past year they would have invested a little bit more, but mm. it doesn't look like like some some places converted. But I just feel like the converted isn't isn't really enough. Like no. they need they need full on like, right. hey, we're going to be a drive-in forever type situations. Yeah. And I didn't see it. I think just a lot of them didn't want to get creative. And they're waiting for movies to come out. They're like, well, nothing's coming out. We can't show nothing. But I mean, you can get creative and watch classics. Like I've seen the Van Buren and um, Rubido ones show the Goonies and, um, you know, older movies like that, Gremlins. So it's, I mean, they just didn't want to take that extra step to get a little bit more creative. Because they're like, well, if we open a drive-in, what are we going to show? Yeah. You know, I'm curious right. about what what the back end kind of politics for that is. Like, how much would like how much do you have to pay? Somebody has to get paid, you know, to mm. like have not necessarily new movies, but current movies. So it's not considered a classic. You know, I feel like The Goonies is considered a classic yeah. because it's been out for like maybe I don't I don't know what twenty years, something like that. You know, close to something like that. So more. It probably, yeah, even more, even more probably. So, like, how do you get like maybe a, a movie that's ten years old, and what does that cost? And I feel like if that cost um, doesn't, you don't feel like you'd be able to make your money back by just playing that movie because everyone else could watch it at home. It's it's probably tough. I'm curious how that um how that royalty statement kind of works. Like, if a drive-in shows all old movies, like, do those films still get those cuts, or are no. they just you know what I mean? No, most of the time they already own that reel, like they own the film. So like they pretty much just put up all the money. And that's how most, you know, movie companies make their money. The And obviously they get portions of movie theater tickets as well. But they buy the whole movie. And that's why when movie theaters show a movie, it's like 10 times they're showing the movie because they're trying to get their money back because they spent so much. I, I've been to theaters where they didn't show Star Wars because they couldn't buy the film, and they mm. waited until the old the the movie theater that bought it next to them was done, so they could sell it to them for cheaper and then make money like that. So dang, that's yeah. crazy. So if you have like a a newer movie theater and you have that that rundown or the secondary movie theater in the city, you're like, I'm gonna sell that to you for for half a ticket. So that I could pay for this over here, yeah. and, and then you could try and make your money back. That's yeah, crazy. It's like a hustle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, movie game is real, bro. I mean, that's why we're in this. It's it, just so many people heavily invested in in different ways. Whether you love the movie, whether you want to make money off the movie, whether you want to create a movie, yeah. is it, it's a huge avenue of entertainment for for us. So yeah, I love it. I love it, and that's why we do what we do. Yes, this is exactly what it is. Um, so before we tap into our movie talk, I want to talk about a show that's going to come out. It comes out tomorrow. Hey. So so be excited be for it. Be oh, man. For this. Oh, man, I'm ready. We've been waiting for this show. And it wasn't even supposed to be the first Disney Plus show yeah. to come out for Marvel. So 
uh, WandaVision is coming out tomorrow. And we're going to give you guys like a little preview kind of set up what to expect and where it is probably in the universe. And um, it, this was supposed to be the second one. I think the first one was supposed to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, right. that's correct. Mm-hmm. And that's then correct. it got pushed back. Um, I'm not sure why it got pushed back, to be honest. I feel like, I feel like it was just easier to film uh, WandaVision because a lot of the first few episodes are are technically in front of like a studio audience yeah, because the style yeah the style of of com like it's it's going to the first like four episodes are going to be like a comedy sitcom in different mm-hmm. eras and then it's yeah. going to kind of get a little bit more serious and like turn into a live action story kind of outside of the sitcom kind of vibe mm-hmm. um, so i feel like that it was easier to film that, but with Falcon and Winter Soldier, they were actually traveling around the world because it's more of like a global espionage type of show that they had to push it back. Interesting. Yeah, I was reading that on an article by Variety that um, they tapped into shows like Family Matters and I Love Lucy, Full House, you know, all these family-oriented shows to pretty much get some inspiration or get a feel for what they wanted to do. Cause pretty much like one of the things that I read in the article was the focus of the show is family. So mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, it, it, when you hear family, you always think mom, dad, kid, but there's no kid in the show. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I mean, I've seen trailers where she's pregnant, mm-hmm. but we don't even know how real that is or, you know, like we, whether it would just be like a figment yeah. of, of her imagination or yeah. of her powers, I should say, not mm-hmm. just of her imagination. It's super interesting because like she does have kids in the comic mm-hmm. and um, it would be so cool to see them brought to life um, in the MCU because it would add to our overarching theory of them bringing the young Avengers um, to the screen because all of these kind of uh, young kids led by Spider-Man and you have uh, Cassie Lang who's uh, going to be stature and you have uh, Hawkeye's protege Kate Bishop so it just it starts getting created to to look at and be like wow like they're going to make this next generation because you don't have Captain America anymore you don't have Iron Man anymore so they gotta they gotta start making room for for others yeah yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really hyped for that. Um, they also, I was reading in that same article that they are pretty much going to show commercials, but I mean, obviously not actual commercials. Um, they're pretty much just going to be like satires of of commercials from the 60s, 70s, 80s, pretty much what would show in between all these shows. But it's supposed to be hints to the multiverse and to Hydra and stuff like that. So, wow. Very curious to see how Hydra plays a role in this after, you know, not being in the last couple films. Mm-hmm. Well, they've always been low key, you know. I think mm-hmm. with uh, like Hydra's like the overarching, just like, at, like the tentacles of Hydra. There's just so many of these different facets and different terrorist groups and everybody, and um, I just find it super interesting that they are going to tie it all together. I, th- I feel like the 10 rings and Mandarin is going to be a part of that. I feel like what happens uh, in F- 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be a part of that. So WandaVision is super important because it's really going to give us a glimpse. There's going to be so many Easter eggs. Um, it's like the, really the the biggest show with like the most Easter eggs for any MCU kind of debut that's going to be coming out that could tie to all kinds of areas. Like we have no idea where phase four ends, no. like what they're doing or anything like that. So Disney's really counting on this show to, to set everything up. Yeah. Who's directing this? Um, it is Matt Shockman. He did, um, he did some of game of Thrones. He did some of Fargo and he also did one more show. That's pretty notable. Yeah, so, I, I mean, with those shows alone, I have yeah. faith. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the last one is Mad Men. So that's... I mean, I've, oh, always, yeah, heard, I've always heard good things on that show, but I've never seen it. Mad Men's- I never finished it. Have you ever Since seen here, it? What were you about to say? Have you seen it? No, yeah, Mad Men's Fire. Um, I got into it <clears throat> first couple seasons. John Hamm went off. I love John But, um, <laughs> of course, the director plays a huge part of that. So, oh, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, no. Um, I haven't really seen any of those shows, but I always hear great things on all three of those. So, mm-hmm. very interested to see what he brings. In Wait, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? No. Oh man, <laughs> man. Only, only because of I've, I've heard about the ending. And I guess like there's the so much. I, I've heard there's so much more that's better in between, but I yeah. hate being left off on stuff like that. I hate Dexter because of that. I well, like, there. Well, all eight seasons. For this ending, you right. know that they're gonna re they're they're gonna yeah. they're gonna add more to Dexter. Yes, but, that's what I like. Um, I Game of Thrones is still worth the watch, even if you don't particularly like where it ends up. Like the first four mm-hmm. seasons are are just incredible. Like it it really really is incredible storytelling and just like how everything's happening. You really can't foresee the ending so hopefully nobody told you no, because told i just heard it's definitely still worth the watch but for seeing everybody's reactions it was it was the first global investment show like where everybody globally was like all right we're tuned in but honestly what ruined it and this isn't a game of thrones podcast so i'm gonna get off of this but what <laughs> ruined it was really um like all of these celebrities that started tweeting about it like People were just watching it on the low. And then all of a sudden you have all of these like like Chrissy Teigen and like all these people who are influencers who were like, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones should do this and should do that. And I can't believe this. And I'm watching. And then you just got those people that don't care about actual story and like the way that characters are supposed to develop. And I feel like that just started shifting the uh, the creator's mentality. So. Damn, Christy Teigen. Always oh, ruining things. D-list celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but you, sh- you should check it out whenever you have time. Yeah, it's- I will. I mean, I-, I mean, for sure, most likely if I like what Max Shockman brings to WandaVision, mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, I'm excited. Other than where it's set up and, like, where, where the show is, like, kind of taking place, like, I still don't really even know the gist of the show. Um, do you guys have like any theories on what might happen? Sincere, you guys, you got some. So I watched only a little bit of the trailers. Um, mm-hmm. I only watched the first trailer for Wandavision. 
Um, but I don't know what to think because it goes to so many of those different eras of TV shows for where it kind of like, and then when it bec- when it turns into Halloween, I kind of get the Halloween vibe. So I'm just, I don't know where it's going to go and I don't know what the full purpose of it's going to be. So I'm genuinely curious and I'm really hyped for it just because I know it's going to satisfy like the hunger that I don't know. Like it's yeah. kind of just one of those cravings that like you're the hungry, but you don't know what you're hungry for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a surprise. What do you think, though, uh, Narik? Um, I'm, well, I, I think it's going to take place after Endgame um, because Wanda was, she she was snapped. So mm-hmm. it, it was it was a really interesting, um, it's super interesting to even have a, a whole show about her because she was snapped at a time where she just suffered the biggest loss um, to her you know, uh, in vision and having to take, take his life. And then it just get reversed. And, um, she's still lost at the end of the day. But then I guess with the snap, it's only supposed to be moments that they, that they come back. So then now all of a sudden she's fighting an entire army with Thanos and like, she just lets out all of her anger and almost defeats yeah. him. You know, we saw Endgame. Yeah, like in the movie, yeah. Yeah, right. so then just after that, the sorrow, I feel like, kind of gets to get set in. And her powers have never really been explored or tested, even right. by her, I feel like. So I think that her coping mechanism inadvertently is going to be the whole premise of the show and like what she kind of wanted um, out of her life. And because she's so sad, her brother's gone the android that she loved is gone. Um, she's just really going to create this entire world for her that she probably thinks is only affecting her, but because of how strong her powers actually are, and since they came from the Mind Stone, um, they're going to be affecting other people. And I think in real life, like it's not just going to be figments of, you know, like she's not going to just be creating these people out of thin air. I think that they're going to actually be people that are being controlled by her. So she's right. going to have a little like villain complex to everybody else who doesn't understand how she's feeling or, or how she's dealing with what's going on. And since the, uh, you know, since like Clint, I don't know if he's going to be around because he was kind of the one that was like helping her mm-hmm. kind of like understand things and kind of calm down and saved her originally. Um, it would be cool to see him to see him show up, but it seems like he might have his own thing going on with his show. Um, you know, wherever that takes place. So interested. Yeah. That's kind of giving me, I don't know when you were saying all that, it it reminds me of wonder woman 84. Yeah. uh, With, with Diana wishing, uh, uh, what's his name? Trevor back. Is that his name? Trevor? Yeah. Yeah. And it has, it's like along that same concept, at least. And obviously the story might be different, but it, it, it might be the same concept where, you know, like everything you want is already in front of you. You know, whatever you've lost, it's, it's gone. You know, you, you can't get it back no matter what you do. And if you do, you're going to be sacrificing a lot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might be the whole theme of the show. Um, obviously different be different tropes as well but well honestly that might be the theme of of the entire phase four you know in a more fleshed out way because if you think about it 
we haven't seen everyone deal with loss besides Spider-Man. True. You know, and we haven't seen what Falcon and Bucky, you know, how they feel about whatever's happened and, you know, um, other Avengers who are just kind of around Hawkeye, what he's feel about, about what has happened. And um, there's a lot of room in between that five year gap of people even coming back that they can do stories of, you know, I don't think that all of the um, stories are going to take place after Endgame. I think some of them are going to kind of be in the pocket of when the snap happened and everybody died. Um, And which I feel like is going to be super interesting because it has to be difficult to keep track of everything. And Mm. if they can pull that off, that's like masterful. Yeah. We'll see. Like, like we, I mentioned to you, uh, yesterday when we were talking that this is going to be just so different from any show that we've seen because it's pretty much bringing the film aspect of the Marvel right. universe and bringing it to, um, I don't know how many episodes there is, but it's obviously going to be more it's than It's supposed to be, I believe, six 40 to 50 minute videos. Yes. Uh, yeah, for 40 to 50 minute episodes is six. Um, that and Falcon and Winter Soldier is the same. And I think Loki is the same. That's pretty and, much uh, six movies. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty so, much. so I'm I'm nice. excited for that. Yeah, no. Do you think we'll see tomorrow. Huh? Do you do you well after what Nurik said, do you think we're gonna get a Quicksilver cameo at yeah. all? Yeah, yeah. I think so. He may not be Quicksilver, but we're gonna get her brother maybe like in a comedy thing, like right. he's he's there, pulls up. Which Quicksilver are we getting? The one from Who knows? Um, Age of Ultron. Oh, well, also true because multiverse no. could tie knows? <laughs> it, it can get crazy. I, was, I mean, speaking of that, with with uh, with X Men characters. Well, hold on. Before you move, we move on to X Men, uh, I was looking at the cast, and Evan okay. Peters is in the cast. When what? You look really? Up is, yeah. So that's wild. That's why I asked oh, you. They're, you about to, quick they're, they're about to kill this, bro. Oh my, <laughs> bro. Goodness. Imagine, wow. imagine. She's like, I want my brother, and it's Evan Peters. Yeah, He's like it's me, and she's like, No, you're not my brother. That's wild. That's such a crazy concept, bro. I mean, they're, it makes sense at the park, man. Because like, because like, uh, what we have next on the dock is Deadpool is getting his movie. Yeah, Deadpool three is going to be rated R. Don't know who's directing it, but they did mention that it is going to connect with the MCU. So if he can connect with the MCU, then that, that means X Men can connect. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So and, and I and yeah. I like their version of the X-Men, and I'm glad that they didn't show too much within the Deadpool universe, you know. But I feel like that them building out the X-Men gives a lot of room for them to make the team, to make Wolverine, to redo Magneto, to do all that kind of stuff. And and I'm like super, super excited about where they're gonna take Deadpool because the writing has to almost be immaculate. Yeah. Because of how many things Deadpool would have to cover. Like, did he get snapped? Did he not get snapped? Was he there the whole time? Like, how this happened? Like, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be... It'll be hilarious, honestly. I can, I can picture, like, the intro of, like, Deadpool 3 being, like, Wade after they, like... After they get snapped, and he's just, like... I don't know. Like, just like a... Pile, <laughs> I can picture just, like, a pile of dust just talking to the screen. It's funny like, because, like, even in Deadpool 2, he took shots... At a cable for being Thanos, did he not? 
Yeah, he's remember. like zip it, Thanos. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're the same actor. I mean, that same that actor plays Cable and Thanos. Well, so. I just I feel like the Deadpool, he he didn't get snapped, but he's gonna know like what happened because he breaks right. the fourth wall. So like he'll act like he got he, snapped. He probably he or, probably couldn't get snapped, like even if he wanted to. Like right. that's the type of character that it is. Like that's yeah. how ridiculous it is. So like he'd be like, man. I'm so mad that everybody's gone. He'll probably be crying over Wolverine because, like, he got snapped oh, in his mind, you know, and, like, yeah. it'll be crazy. Yeah, that's going to be very fun, uh, seeing a Deadpool 3 movie, especially rated R. It's probably going to be Disney's first rated R movie. Um, Under so, the Disney banner? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's probably the most interesting part to see how they approach this, especially after two successful movies um, being rated R as well. I mean, so, Kevin Feige looks like that. He, well, he's he said in an interview that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You know, so he's he's really on board, and and even with uh with the stuff that came out on Netflix with Daredevil and stuff like that, he said if the fans kind of want it, then. We can we can see yeah. how it how speak it speak up, yeah, Please. speak up, speak yes. Up. We so need Charlie Cox back. <laughs> we need him. We need him, bro. Best Daredevil. Yeah, and Punisher if possible, but mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But sure. um, other than that, uh, I think we can move on to the mo- the movie talk. Do you guys want to touch on anything else before we move yeah. on? Yeah, real quick before we start, what do you guys rate the movie? And are we doing spoilers? Uh, let's not do spoilers. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I actually give it too much spoilers. You know, we can I, give it a little bit. As far as like the as far as rating the movie, it when I looked it up online, it was getting really bad ratings. It's getting really mm-hmm. bad ratings. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a fifty nine, I believe. And I feel like. That's un- I feel like that is a little unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I right. don't think it. I don't think it necessarily deserves a fifty nine. Yeah, it's not the greatest movie that you ever seen, but it's. No. I think I feel like that they do that whenever an actor is directing because right. they think that actors don't know how to direct and that that should be separate. You know, movie critics and, and yeah, it's like, like trying that. to put them in their place. I yeah, can, I can see why they did it though because it's um, this movie has a lot of drama. And it's not just like the regular thriller drama or like, you know, this action packed with drama. This is like kind of soap opera y drama. In a like at, at some points it feels soap opera y. Like, why is the drama this Which is crazy because it's probably maybe not even ten cast members in the movie. Yeah. No, there's I think there's just six total. And the little girl. But aside from the extras, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I can see why people like people are like, damn, we're gonna George Clooney space movie, like this is gonna be super epic. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, I thought, you know, after seeing movies like Ad Astra with Brad Pitt, like George Clooney is in that same realm of Brad Pitt. Right. So that's kind of what I was expecting too. But I also didn't hate what they you know, what they they came out of this movie. I didn't hate it, man. I didn't hate it. I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed I, I enjoyed the ride. You know, mm-hmm. like George Clooney playing an old man, I think is kind of like long overdue since he's always been like that kind of older gentleman, 
right. you know, type of situation. So I, I enjoyed seeing him play this sick doctor and, you know, um, but he would, but like he played the type of character that would have that stubbornness, you mm-hmm. know, to him to be like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to still be here. Like, regardless of, of everybody woes me, like I'm, you know, I didn't get to fulfill my life, but I'm going to be here to save yeah. humanity type gonna, situation. So I'm yeah. finish what I, what I need to finish, you know, exactly. And, I'm going to finish what I started. And pretty much like his stubbornness dates back all the way to when he was younger Mm-hmm. And when he first came up with the idea that we should go to see if we can live on another planet, he's pretty much like Elon Musk in the movie. Mm-hmm. Except super, super invested in his work. Like he is not going to stop for anything. You know, like this is my life's work and I'll live and die doing this. Um, so pretty much the, sh- the movie takes place in almost post-apocalyptic world in the Arctic Circle and in space. So uh, I didn't know it was going to go to space, um, you know, uh, like so late in the movie. I thought the whole movie was going to be in space. Mm-hmm. I thought George Clooney was going to be up there with them. Uh, so that was kind of a really? little, Yeah. Uh, I kind of knew that he was going to be somebody that was trying to get them home. Um, yeah. But what I didn't expect was how much of space they were actually going to show. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were going to have a whole other movie with the space crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? It right. was kind of like... Two movies in I, one, pretty much. Yeah, it was Basically, pretty much yeah, two movies two in films. one. Like, like yeah. the space crew could have had their own movie of, like, things going wrong. And, and that's honestly what I was, like, a little... Because we've seen that very recently. We've seen so many movies of just space travel going wrong. And Interstellar, The Martian, like... Ad Astra, like all all of these different movies that have kind of come out as of recently. I think Gravity would be another one with George Clooney, who's in that. Mm. So um, I thought it was pretty refreshing that it was like two different stories, like people trying to get back and then the drama of it not being what they wanted and doing it all for, you know, a reason of just like, dang, like, man, this all that hope you know, that each of them had, um, I thought was just really interesting to kind of see on screen. And, and we saw a few things that I've never seen in a space movie before, which is somebody get hurt in that uh, kind space? of way in space. But like, yeah. wake, yes, that part. And <laughs> My favorite the, part, honestly. man, the way, the way that that unfolded was crazy to me. I was like, wow, I don't think we've ever seen an airlock with that kind of scene like that before, you know? And um, I, th- I just thought that that was really, really well done. Yeah. Go for it, Sincere. Yeah, no, that was probably my favorite part of the movie because they kind of made, they kind of put some science behind it because she was doing good until the airlock lifted, you know what I mean? And if you guys haven't seen the movie yet, definitely go do that and talk to us about the scene once you finally watch it. So without giving spoilers, but... That was probably my favorite part of the movie. The only, like, my only takeaway from the movie that I didn't, like, enjoy or, like, I thought was, like, okay, it's kind of cheesy was, like, the CGI. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I do, you can't really it's, do much it's, about it's still Netflix. It's not, like, a super big budget exactly. film where they can, like, throw them all in real, like, space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not real space, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Giant green screen, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to, like, how do they make 
space movies, like how do they make them float in zero gravity? Like how do they do that? That's what I want. Like every space movie I've seen, I always wanted to know that. They have zero gravity machines, bro. Obviously it's Hollywood. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them, but I think it's just, you know, strings, like the way that they, but they've just mastered how it looks. So good. You know, like they study with NASA, you know what I mean? Like they bring NASA on, on so many movies and it's like, oh, well, what does this look like? Or what does your equipment look like? Or, you know, and they just rebuild replicas and, and even like, I would love as an actor to be in a space movie because most likely you're going to get some sort of like space training. Mm-hmm. And that's just cool because cool. you don't right. have to go through all of the all the grueling school and math and all that other stuff, and you just Mental get to stuff. get in the suit and float around a little bit. Yeah, we all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's probably like why I love. I don't know. I just love space movies. Like whenever I see a movie and they 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 go for a spacewalk, I'm always excited because. I'm like, damn, they're gonna go out into space. But obviously it's not actually space. But it just always looks so cool. Like I hope hopefully one day I can spacewalk. I, I doubt it's gonna happen. Okay. I mean okay. with, with Elon Musk and what what he's doing, regular people know, gonna be able to sp- are gonna be able spacewalk. to spacewalk soon. Yeah. It's it seems really scary though. I mean, you're out there and it's a vacuum and you're in a a suit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, other than the space parts, um, how George, cool was the planet? Sorry, it was dope. K twenty three. Yeah, I thought that the planet looked awesome. I was like, oh, that's yeah. just a great, great way to great design. Straight right. alien planet, but I was like, it's just man, it's just like, untouched nature, bro. Imagine what Earth would look like untouched. You know what I mean? Yeah, beautiful. It'd be no, insane. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, but other than all the space uh, scenes. George Clooney is uh, dealing with his own pretty much reality down on Earth that Earth is no more. There's no, everybody will eventually be gone because of the oxygen pretty much going bad. Yeah, it's like some, some radiation thing happened. They really didn't like, they, they kind of, um, there was a point where one of the characters was explaining it, but they, they, uh, they didn't allow the audience to really hear, understand how it was being, what happened. So it just seemed like that there was just super high radiation levels and that radiation just took over um, the entire planet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So it was just, there's no place to breathe when you have radiation everywhere. Mm -hmm. So pretty much he's, he's in the Arctic circle trying to communicate with the spaceship and he, has trouble communicating with him because of all the radiation as well. So he has to travel from one base to another base, which is several, several miles away in, in the snow while wearing an oxygen mask in a snowmobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, at the same time, he has to give himself a blood transfusion almost every night. But um, the part that kind of, I guess, fooled me was, the little girl that was with him, you know, uh, in the beginning of the movie, they mentioned that this little girl was missing. Are we and going then, spoilers? No, I just kind of wanted to bring it up a little bit. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think this part's necessarily a spoiler. I think it's okay. Okay. So, so pretty much he's going through this whole journey, not only by himself, but he finds this little girl and has to take her with him because she's pretty much going to die there too. 
Like, right. the, you know, if he doesn't take her, she's going to die. I mean, she's a little kid. She can't take care of herself. So pretty much he takes her and it, everything pretty much goes downhill. And like, it's, it's crazy. There's a point where he jumps, he has to jump into the, the water uh, to try to get his blood transfusion machine. And it's just total chaos. Like you just kind of like, you kind of feel him in the water, like how cold mm-hmm. it is and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't even know. I can't even imagine how cold it is up there. My, yeah. I think in those situations, like your adrenaline kicks in. So where you could probably bear that water, you know what I mean? But by the time your adrenaline's gone, you're probably just freezing to death. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It it was, it just seemed like, like most movies, whenever you have to travel from one point to another, it never goes smoothly. No. You know, like you'll start off with everything. You'll be optimistic. The weather will be nice. And then you just run into a storm or you run into your gear getting jacked or you run into somebody else that you didn't want to run into. And then they end up stealing your stuff or you got to kill them or you got to do something. And then, and then quite quite I thought that I know, right? I thought that they that it was so funny. I was watching the movie and I was just like, you know, he hasn't encountered any animals yet. <laughs> and then what do you see? The animals. The and I was like, the oh, it turned gray. For real, I was like, dang, <laughs> man, it sucks. When I saw that, I was like, okay, he's he's definitely like in in for more than what he bargained for. But yeah, um, but overall, pretty decent movie. Yeah. Uh, like I said, very drama filled. Uh, when they're in space, they, it's mostly like drama. They're living their lives, trying to bring back all this information to Earth, so we could, they could be like, "All right, now let's go back to K twenty three and live our lives." So, pretty, pretty, you know, fresh film, and it was it was two hours. Uh, what really excited me was George Clooney was in it, and he directed it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was my surprise movie of the year too. So, nice. of the year, it's only January. Twenty, it kidding. came out in twenty twenty. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but um, I give it a six point five because I felt like a lot of this stuff you knew was going to happen because mm-hmm. you kind of just get that sense of like something's going to go bad here. It's probably going to be this, and sure enough, it's that. Yeah, but I mean, there is either way, it's a good all, film from beginning to end. You know, there was never anything kind of good happening so you never really got a gist of maybe something good might happen you know yeah <laughs> i mean i, maybe, I appreciate maybe it land. well i kind of appreciated that that like at least with the space scene um you know you always anticipate okay if you're in space something's gonna come floating along at a thousand miles per hour and bust up the space station yep. but when like like what you have in your background but when it happened, though, it wasn't as bad, you know, and I always felt like, man, why are we even in space if our space equipment can't handle being battered by things? Right. You know what I mean? Like every space movie prior to this, it just made me so mad whenever like an asteroid field would come and just destroy it. And I'm like, why are we even here? Have like, we learned nothing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it was cool. Um, that it that you know it kind of changed my expectation where it was like okay it weathered what was going on like there was still bad stuff that happened but at least like it didn't just puncture the whole thing and like they just disintegrate and go into a whole spiral and you know so I I was um I was mm-hmm. thankful for that 
Yeah. I thought it was dope too that after it got attacked, they could see exactly what they needed to fix and their computers the actually told them. It was very, the, this movie, I don't even know what year it was set in, but it was supposed to be futuristic in like 2020 type. That's you you know, I wanted to talk to you guys about that and and how do you guys feel about the the memory machine that they have where, like, how do you think that that works? Were they able to just, like, upload video clips of their house was their house like I, all I bugged or i think so, it was actually neural okay so yeah it was a neural thing so okay this is where my nerd comes out so in fallout 4 the kind of same thing happens where you, you have to find out where um like a certain objective is like where, where one thing's at so you kill this guy you kind of take this little cerebral thing from his brain and you take it to this place called the memory den what the memory den does is it replicates memories for you so you're taking this person's cerebral and you're putting it in your own as if you're in those memories yourself and you're like mm-hmm. reenacting those memories so my assumption is it's kind of the same technology where you're going to take the cerebral and then whatever computer it kind of makes it where it's 3d or kind of like the way tony stark did it too in um Figure out which yeah, Avengers it was. Barf. Yeah, the barf, exactly. Where he kind of just creates his own setup. So that's what I'm assuming it was like. It's all cerebral, and then you're able to kind of be in that memory as if you're yeah. there. I'm curious as to how far away we are from that, you know, because you have Elon Musk that's talking about this neural link, and it's that. like, okay, how far are we from uploading our memories and how, um, like how accurate are our memories going to be? Because even now, you know, when you try and think yeah. of something in the way that it happened, it could be distorted from depth, from where things were, what color stuff was. And so it's like, is that going to, is your brain going to know the exact thing or is it going to be what you think that it is? And, you know, is that going to be displayed? I Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think for not every memory, it'll be vivid, but some people like, I guess probably will have more vivid memories than others. Uh, and there's also like your whole uh, subconscious where you don't think you're going to remember that. But when you're dreaming, like when you see, when you pass somebody by on the street, you never see their face. You, you probably took a glimpse. You'll never remember that face. But when you dream, usually those faces are the people you pass by because right. your, your subconscious can remember that. But you personally can't. So... You know, it, it like you said, it probably won't be to the T. Their face will probably be a little different. Uh, I don't know. Clothes, clothes different. Probably not wearing Prada. They're wearing Gucci. I don't know. <laughs> Something I like feel that. You, I feel that. I feel uh, we're boys. We need to get in the business of selling memories. Meaning, <laughs> when yeah. what once like we we've Damn. had a pretty extraordinary life. I can you know see people I mean? doing that. Where people are like, oh, just oh I've never been to the common clubhouse invites Isn't, to selling memories. Like, first off, they, I'm gonna need you to not put me on blast for my side that, hustle. <laughs> Isn't that what they do in Inception? Kind of, they implant yeah. a memory yeah. or something, an idea. It's pretty much like a memory, but but yeah. Kind of. other, other than all that, all the cool technology in the movie, I give it an eight. Um, I, probably just because I love space movies. Uh, only thing I didn't like about it is some of the cheesy drama, but I I got past it. You know, I wasn't. Well, I know how I know he loves. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, I, I know. I know. Mike loves. Uh, I wanted like more people space to die. Because <laughs> his name is Skywalker. Yeah, there it is. Uh, it's on brand. It's on brand for Skywalker. Literally on brand for you. Um, I give it. I give it a seven. Um, as far as Netflix movies go, 
I'll rate it higher out of like the other Netflix movies yeah. that have come out because it seemed like, yeah, it had like a really, really nice budget and everything looked great. Like I would have loved to see it in theaters. Um, but yeah, I give it a seven, but real, real quick, last, last tidbit before we get out of here. Um, how'd you guys like the song selection of the movie? <laughs> like, I Honestly, love, um, what was the song? The they Tennessee sang? whiskey. They had, yeah. They had the Tennessee whiskey song with Chris. Stapleton, uh, they had, they like, had, awesome. And then they had Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Oh, Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he was like, uh, I guess this is kind of a little spoiler, but one of the astronauts is pregnant and she's about to have her kid and they're all trying to figure out names. And one of them was like, what about Caroline? And then a few scenes later, they start singing Sweet Caroline. Yeah, but also cool. she's like, nope, don't know the song. <sighs> I, oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's an American song and not all, all the American Americans. So... I mean, they were playing that that Tennessee. What was it? Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. I thought that, that slap, was a, yeah. I thought it was a really really good. Song. I mean, Chris Stapleton is is a crazy writer, like really really good. So I thought, as far as country music is is concerned, like that that was a great song, and I thought it really set the tone for the type of man that we get introduced to in George Clooney's right. character at the very beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. A very burly man, but also that uh, that transparency is pretty there. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I like that. Drinking whiskey while dying. But, uh, to move while, on. While getting a blood transfusion, getting that good alcohol blood. Bro, if you, have you guys ever given blood? You guys no. are giving yeah. blood, I'm assuming. Bro, oh, yeah. You get so high That's from no. giving blood. Whenever we In high school, whenever we had like, like hey, donation days, I would give blood and plasma because it would get me out of class for a long time. <laughs> But also, I felt so good, and they would feed me peanut butter and jellies after, bro. I was sincere. Figured it out. He said, "I'm about to get peanut butter and jellies." (laughs) Damn, my school would give us in and out vouchers to give blood. Oh, that damn man! I would have gave blood every single time (laughs) for in and out voucher. And you could bring your family, and they'll each give you a voucher. What? Oh man, that's clutch. I don't think they. I think I went to the actual clinic once, and they gave me movie tickets. Oh, that's cool too. Hey, they know how to get people. Yeah, incentives. I mean, you want some free they, movies? Blood. Give me your blood. You don't need your blood. <laughs> they ain't doing that no more, though. No, not no more. <laughs> um, like, you want blood? Give me your so blood. So yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move into one of our uh, last topics, and it's um, a trailer. We're gonna do a little quick trailer analysis of a movie coming out that we we talked about uh, months ago, being one of the first COVID. Uh, post product or productions during COVID, mm-hmm. and it's a Malcolm and Marie with John David Washington. And hey, so sad, mm. so sad. My wife cheating on me. Uh-huh. You were good, fam. Bro, so I, I don't, I don't think you had a chance. And I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just man. saw like an article. I don't know what it said, but it says Zendaya owns Hollywood. I was like, why would they say that? But I mean, she's everywhere right now, so it kind of makes she sense. Is. Well, she's just one of those one of those like budding actresses that like does like the the actress thing. She's a very good actress, but then she also does the fashion thing where it's mm-hmm. like all over the magazines, fashion yeah. icon and that's all of Hollywood. You know, if you can be one of those actresses or actors where not only do you kill it on set, but you also kill it in whatever they dress you in. Yeah. She was a Disney star, right? Yeah. She started off on, on Disney. I believe the show was Shake It Up. Shake was it, it up. dancing? Shake it, was Shake it, up. it up. Yeah, it was her and uh, Bella Thorne. Hmm. 
that's I mean don't do no not for don't don't do that sound for Bellathorn. I know I'm saying like what I'm saying is one of them (laughs) is a lot more skilled than the other. I think Zendaya just plays everything right. Like she gets her cards and she's like, all right, this is this is the hand, this is the move. So shout out to her because she's been yeah, she has been killing it and she's won a Grammy, right? Well, you, you know, I, I'm not too sure about the Grammy, but you know, whenever you decide that, yo, I'm going to just have one name in Hollywood. I was going to ask, what's your last name? <laughs> you're, you're already set up for success. Like, if you just, it's just Zendaya. Like, you don't need to know anything else. It might not even be her real name. Who knows? Like, yeah. but when you set yourself up like that, it just seems like that she has all of Hollywood's favor. So, you know, you become the it girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, so let's let's dive into this trailer. Pretty much, I don't know what if think? the movie. I I don't know what to think. I I almost felt like the whole movie was in the trailer, but hopefully they want us to think that, so mm-hmm. we don't we don't go in expecting like too much. Um, there might be some twists. Yeah. I'm not too sure. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I was thinking that it's gonna they're they're setting it up to make it seem like. That it's just gonna be, you know, just this movie, this kind of, you know, this romance kind of thing that's going on between them two. We're gonna, you know, that drama filled. But I have a feeling that it's gonna get crazy really, really fast, and it's gonna kind of come out of nowhere. Hopefully, yeah. I would like to see that. And the film was was shot in what twelve days? Yeah. Yes, I think we covered this maybe like ten or so episodes ago, kind of talking about what they went about exactly where they shot and how the precautions were taken. So it was only shot within like a two-week span. I'm very curious to see how they used uh, all the land in the house in the film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just all in the house or if they'll use the surroundings around. Uh, interested in that. Um, also interested if it's if the trailer was just in black and white or if the movie is going to be in black and white. Mm-hmm. It'll add I a different... Th- I think the movie, because isn't the poster in black and white too? Yeah, I believe so. I think so, yeah. It'd be interesting if it's a full black and white movie. We haven't had that since The Artist, and The Artist won an Academy Award when it came out for being black. Well, not for being a black and white, but does, you know, it just had that classic look. Yeah, does black and white do anything? Like, do, like does it make you feel a different way when you watch a black and white movie? I think so. Like, oh, you're just asking it like, like how personally? How yeah, I personally, like... Like, what do you guys feel about black and white movies? Do you do you love them? Does it give it that extra oomph, I guess? To me, it's kind of like listening to a song on vinyl. Mm. You know, it just, there's just, there's elements that you just kind of like pick up. Like there's like a, a, a I don't want to say a grittiness, but like a gradient type of like feel to it. Um, and... I think it also inspires your imagination a little bit more because you have to picture the color, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like everybody's whatever they're picturing the color will be um, is different. And color is so important when it comes to movies, you know, like coloring the movie in the right way will change how we feel about what's going on in the movie. So to have it black and white um, at a time when it could be colored, it's like it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like black and white adds more of a, you know, don't pay attention to anything else. Just the the act, the the dialogue, 
and you know these characters is what's the real focus everything else is just a background you know so that's how i usually view uh, black and white films one movie that kind of does black and white and color that i can remember that did it well uh was uh kill bill oh yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Kill so, Bill's a classic so and that that was more like you focus more on what's actually happening rather what setting they're in obviously the setting adds to it too but yeah for sure yeah i don't think yeah. black and white really does much for me honestly um i'm not a fan um but there are Maybe some I, I think for it being a full French. film it doesn't really like do much for me but if it's like a scene kind of like in kill bill or you kind of whether it's like a flashback or something like that then i can understand like that appeal yeah. But I don't know. Either way, I'm curious, and I'm I'm for sure gonna check out the film, whether it's black or white in color or anything like that. Yeah. Did um did they give a release date? Um. Yes, they did. I should have had that written down. I think it was out this month. <laughs> I'll peep it. Go right ahead. I, go ahead. I'll or, peep it. Oh, you know what? I I'm wrong. Actually, it's in February. I wouldn't doubt if it yes. probably, if it drops on February Valentine's. February fifth, twenty twenty one. Okay. February fifth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So on nice. Netflix. Uh, I believe. Sweet. Well, we'll be covering that when it comes out. Excited. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen the Malcolm and Marie trailer, it is available on the internet uh, via YouTube. You can catch it on Twitter as well. Um, so definitely go and check that I'm out. Definitely, I'm definitely going to be crying. Zendaya, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. Closed mouths uh, don't get fed, damn it. I feel I'm it. Here. I'm here for the win. Speaking of getting fed, you want to talk about your uh, your referral, your show yeah, referral? Yeah, ended off with some suggestions. <laughs> mm, I like that segue. That ended off um, spicy. All right, y'all. So actually, <laughs> I, I didn't add the second one in here. But first, um, Hot Ones Season 13. Hot Ones, of course, everybody knows what Hot Ones is. Um, shout out to Sean Evans. Dude is probably one of my favorite interviewers. Uh, like He's probably up there right next to Nardwar, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I would say um, their final their their season finale for episode 13 was um was the undertaker and it was super <laughs> dope seeing him out of like character but also he doesn't do many interviews and he talks about that and that's why he was like stoked to do the interview because Sean Sean Evans asked those questions that nobody else is going to ask so I was really excited about that but also it had probably one of my favorite episodes this season and that was with Thundercat um so yeah definitely go peep that but also I rewatched Ready Player 1 and I fell in love with it all over again it's funny. Yeah. I, so many people have been watching that lately. What's up with that? Is there like a um, it's, on, it's, it? it's on HBO Max. I know that, but so random. But no, I think because everybody knows, like, I think HBO knows a lot of people haven't seen that movie or they know it's a good film. So it's on the main screen or even like on the new smart TV we got, it pops up like on the main menu. So it's definitely something people are going to want to be like, I need to watch. It's, but it's also, one of those films that you just like appreciate when it comes on. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to watch this. Well, to throw it out there, Ready Player 2 just dropped. The book came out a couple months ago, and the sequel is already in development. So that's definitely, I'm sure that has to do a lot, like, it has a lot to do with it. Nice. Most likely. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. um, That's cool. So, my, my suggestion, my streaming suggestion is for a movie, it's been out for some time. Uh, There's been different variations of it that are trash. Uh, but it's the girl <laughs> with the dragon tattoo. Uh, for a while, I remember when I first got Netflix, it was on there. And then, a f- I don't know, probably a few years later, I wanted to watch it again. And I 
I wait, I searched up the girl with the dragon tattoo. I clicked the movie and I pressed play, and it's not the movie. I don't know what it was. I was like, oh, this is not the movie I want to watch. So I took it off. But they finally put it back on. Really good watch. It um, I caught something this time around that I really thought was interesting. But Daniel Craig and um, I forget the the old man's name, but the guy Michael who Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, he hires Daniel Craig in the in the dragon in the girl with the dragon tattoo, and he helps him investigate his family, trying to figure something out. But it's pretty much the same plot of those two characters in Knives Out. Uh, Daniel Craig is a detective and somebody hires him to investigate his family and figure out who killed uh, Michael Caine and Knives Out. So I wonder if Rian Johnson thought, oh, they're a good duo. I'm going to have them play the same characters in a different setting, like like Clue, you know? So mm-hmm. I, know, I thought that was a really cool uh, thing that I noticed, uh, especially because the movies are so many years apart. Yeah, but that, the girl with the dragon tattoo is really good watch if you guys haven't seen it. It kind of has that 007 vibe without all the action. It's very mysterious, so I love it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that is our recommendation for all of you sound flickers out there that are listening. Um, we are. We're, we're. I think it's a wrap for this episode. Um, we are gonna. Get to bed early so we can get ready to watch WandaVision tomorrow. Oh, yes. Um, super excited, so excited for that. I'm gonna watch uh, right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because if I hope it comes out at midnight. I'm setting my my smart TV to, to China time so that way I can start watching it now. Oh, <laughs> uh, smart. Smart man. You might you might not be able to read everything, but you know, I feel <laughs> Chinese. It's gonna be a Mandarin. I'm ad libs. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. Um, No, just want to let everybody know that this podcast is powered by Productive Culture. Um, If you are trying to start your own podcast or put up, um, you know, just let us know. Like, let, 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 well, let them know and then tell us because we were the one that told you to do it anyway. Yeah, and we want to hear the podcast after it's out. Of course, of course. But yeah, you can just go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. You can see it right down below. Um, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at SoundFlickPod um, and follow us on Twitter at SoundFlickPod. We're getting a lot more active on there. Yeah. So you can come and chat with us and tell us what movie you just watched and we can get into a conversation. If there's anything you want us to cover when it comes to movies, let us know. And um, yeah, this has been episode 39. 39 episodes, boys. Podcast. We're yeah. almost at episode 40. I'm hype. Almost. Almost. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, happy New Year to everybody who's listening. Uh, we're going to have this SoundFlick episode uh, out for you soon. And yeah, we'll see you next Later. time. Peace. Bye.